Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Don't forget, check out the new Liat Re Raceables podcast that we're doing. Wygat and I will recap some old races. We got the Fly Race and Moto 60 show on Thursdays. Got the FXR Private Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island podcast. Fantasy show, post-race, pulpcast, all of it, as well as go over to pulpmex.com and check out the articles that we post up there as well. Kiefer and uh, Clinton Fowler and more over at pulpmex.com. Thank you to the folks at Race Tech. Pulp 21 is a code to save with Race Tech. If you need suspension work, you need motor work, simply uh, call the guys at Race Tech and they will help you out. Whether you have a vintage bike, a modern bike, a street bike, a flat tracker, whatever it is, Race Tech will have it uh, have you covered. Check out their website too. It's really cool, really innovative. Lots of stuff going on at racetech.com. Lots of information on there about your motorcycle and what it needs and what Race Tech can do for you. If you are a motor tuner, Race Tech can do uh, all your motor mods using their latest CNC machines. They'll sign an NDA. And you can do that as well over at Racetech.com. Thanks to those guys. Let's get started in the podcast. A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,700 podcasts delivered with over 17 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. This is Washugal Wrap-Up. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Thank you to our sponsors, Fly Racing. The 2022 line is out, and it continues to push the boundaries of innovation and style. The all-new CP Formula CP helmet offers Rion technology at an eye-popping price. Improvements extend to the Evo and Kinetic lines of gear. As always, these guys are continuing to innovate and elevate the uh, line of gear that they have uh, and line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com to see the complete 2022 line as well as at Fly Racing USA on social media. Please check that out. I want to thank the folks at Renthal as well, the undisputed global leader in manufacturing design since 1969. Renthal has become notorious for relentless obsession of detail and quality through the commitment to produce the finest products on the market today. They have over 230 U.S. titles and 223 world titles. That's a lot. Thank you to the folks at Renthal. Uh, bars, grips, sprockets, chains, Fat Bar 36, Fat Bar, Twin Wall Bar, it's the old trusty 7 8 bar. They've got some exciting stuff coming for uh, vintage people as well. Renthal.com to learn more about that. And uh, check out their mountain bike line while you're at it. Maxxis Tires, the Maxxis SGB uh, Kawasaki team is out there crushing it with uh, Rod Bell and A-Ray and uh, Jeremy Smith. Jordan Jarvis made the motos at Washougal. Maxxis.com for more information. Light truck tires, mountain bike tires, uh, car tires. Yeah, they've got it all. Maxxis.com for more information. Jeremy McGrath uses them, so you know that they're solid. Thank you to Maxis for coming on board the podcast. Thank you as well to Motorsport and Cobolinks. More on them later. And uh, also Onyx and Arma, of course, on this wrap-up. So JT and Weege joining me to talk about, uh, yeah, an interesting and an exciting uh, Washugo. So let's dive into it. 
And now to talk about Washougal in a Fly Racing Racer X podcast, a couple of gentlemen who were there this past weekend. First up, he's the voice of the sport. He's the one responsible for not catching Justin Cooper's crash. He's the one responsible for the graphics he's resp- errors. He's responsible for all of that, everybody. Uh, it's Jason Wagon. What's up, Weege? Yeah, that is true. That is true. I mean, J-Mart was out front. We were just, you know, follow the leader, man. That's what we're trying to do. People were mad. You know, we didn't show Tomac in the lead at Southwick, so we're going to just show leaders all the time, okay? All right, okay, sounds yeah. good. Uh, fair yeah. enough. Hey, turn yourself up a little bit, Weege, if you can. Uh, oh, okay. Also on the line, two-time German Supercross champion, two-time Montreal Supercross champion, and also uh, very, very angry about the embargoes <laughs> for the Fly Racing 2022 gear. It's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not much. We definitely need to cover that whole scenario. I have some thoughts. And uh, I have some explanations, too. Uh, Darkside did not break the embargo. The, the heavy odds were on him here in Vegas, but uh, he, he managed to uh, play it straight. But uh, our guys at Motorsport, uh, nope. Zach Osborne, no, I'm just, you know, from all the rules that were, bro- that were told to us, uh, well, you, you, that's, were, you, that's were, why I want, you were the whack-a-mole. Wanna, you were the whack-a-mole guy. Want, that's why I want to comment, because uh, you are saying that it was their fault and it was not. I didn't say it was their uh, fault. I said they broke the well, embargo. I don't. I don't want anybody to think that they are there, especially like someone like Motorsport, who is a huge customer and partner for us. Um, I don't want anybody thinking that they did anything that they were not supposed to do. Uh, there was some miscommunication between different departments and within our company. And really, what it really came down to is our website wasn't ready. Um, and in a perfect world, we want to be first, right? We want to go live first, uh, and then our website got delayed. Well. Uh, a few departments were not informed that we were going to be delayed. So, um, yeah, different people are going at different times. Mm-hmm. Zach was told the wrong time uh, by someone who just made a mistake. And nothing, there's really nothing more than you can say is other than they just wrote the wrong time in a text to him. So Jaleek not his Swole? fault either. Jaleek Swole? No, that was his fault. Okay. Yeah, Jaleek All Swole, right. that, was, that was straight up Jaleek's fault. Pretty funny, Weege. JT trying to whack the mole uh, at the carnival. Yeah, uh, the uh, Racer X ad uh, went up early, oh, yeah. um, and it was hilarious because I saw an email from JT, and I'm like, oh, wait, this is a recycled email from three weeks ago when we already had this issue. But no, it had happened again. Um, so it, was not, it wasn't as urgent as I thought it was. I'm like, oh, we already handled that situation. Um, oh, that's and Yeah, yeah, and just seeing – and remember, as you mentioned, Darkside, this is all the fly racing embargo if we didn't explain exactly what this is. Yes, but Darkside doing it last year – the embargo has been a joke for at least a year, if not two. So to see it completely fall apart again was made an amazing Friday all around. It did. It really did. And, yeah, and it was great. And uh, uh, RJ did get on the podium. with. I mean, he had the kinetic mesh in the second moto, JT, but definitely successful 2022 fly racing when you make a podium. Yeah, I mean, all, all we want is our guys to do well. And, and it's been tough. I mean, you know, when you have the, your guy with the number one plate that can't ride because he's injured, that's rough. Uh, and then you lose a race winner from this year, Jaleek Swole, in the first corner of the first moto. That's also tough. But, yeah, thankfully, I mean, Jaleek mm. – or, um, excuse me, uh, RJ did pretty well. At least we got some television coverage. And uh, the the production company for uh, our sport was kind enough to uh, let me speak a little bit and, and put our stuff on TV, which always helps. Um, but really, I mean, we're just trying to let people know about the products we have. That, that's all there is to it. They can make their own decisions. They can spend their own money however they want, right? If you don't like it, that's fine. That's okay. Um, but we just want to try to let people know, uh, you know, what we're doing and what we're about. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, quite an exciting day. 
up in the Pacific Northwest. I feel like fun. we could have had more coverage of the action and the battles, but then we had to go to this right. Jason Thomas yeah. prime manager yeah. interview during well, that the was TV before, show. That was before the race started, so try again. Well, I mean, trust me, I get plenty of hate on showing features that are not during the motos. So not Rushmore, anybody? Right yeah. Listen, if it was during the moto, I would have uh, I would have face palmed myself. <laughs> oh, Eli is going after Ferrandez, <laughs> but let's check out the twenty-two line with Jason Thomas. Our sales would have our sales would have gone down simply because <laughs> we cut to that feature in the middle. We of the should moto. have done that. We should have what? cut to the feature after Tomac got around sixty. You, you talk about Zacho not being there. I, I'm going to rob a joke from tomorrow night's uh, Paul Pomex show. Like he's there. He's been at the races. Have him wear the stuff walking around. Like he's have him put it on. I don't understand. This is like a mascot. Yeah, I mean, this was a perfect chance to me for Fly Racing to be like, hey, Zach, oh, listen, you know, you're you're our, you're our defending champion. Uh, you have to wear this 2022 stuff. I mean, he, he doesn't want to have to wear the boots or the helmet. I mean, let's be honest. But just the, a pickup kit, like just, gear, like pant and jersey, walking around in tennis shoes. Yeah, absolutely. I think that'd be worse. I think that would be worse than not no, because everyone's like, "Look at Zach Osborne. What's he doing? He's got Listen, sneakers Steve, on." So you are good at a lot of things, but I don't think like style is necessarily no. your forte. <laughs> Listen, marketing. I'm a marketing guy, and that's what I would do. That's what I, I would have done. Appreciate it, and we will we will pay you to market our brand, uh, but let us decide. Who else we uh, pay you, and you, how we market them? You missed a massive opportunity. So um, noted, anyways, noted, and yep. we probably will miss it for eternity yep. in that I, scenario. I I, uh, I would have put him in the gear. Um, all right, Washugo Weeds. Where does Washugo? Uh, what does it rank for you in nationals? Like, what 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 do you think of with Washugo? What do you what do you, you know? I mean, what's your thoughts, Washugo? It's a very it's a very complex uh, question. I actually have a lot of great stories. Some of the best stories I've had have taken place at Washougal. Um, I could go on for hours with this, but for example, like the first time I ever announced a national as like the on the PA system, like one of my first big breaks was at this race because at this time of year, Tim Cotter would have to go to Loretta Lynn's, and that's when they would tag me in for the last couple nationals, starting with Washougal. So the first time Rob Bidis and I became the announcers of the nationals, instead of it had always been Irv Braun and Tim Cotter forever was like Washougal in maybe 2003 or something like that, maybe 04. I, I never knew you did any live announcing. Oh, okay. At, at the Nationals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I was a PA guy until until 09 when I got the TV gig. Oh. Um, yeah. And then uh, uh, my, my wife has some friends that live in Portland, Oregon, so we would go there uh, probably six, seven years in a row, brought the whole family out there. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, even though it's the furthest one away, I actually have a lot of history at that event. But it's really weird. I feel like Washougal... Does anyone say, like, universally people say Red Bud's awesome and you say Millville's the best track, which I think a lot of people agree on. Um, everyone seems to really like Washougal, but does anyone ever circle it as the best? It's weird. Uh, it's like this out, it's yeah. like this, everyone likes it, but no one will put it at the top, but everyone likes it. I always felt like growing up, because mm -hmm. it was on the West Coast, and I guess it was, the, it was later in the season, like, that would be the race that Motocross Action would cover with a eight-page spread. Washougal. Right? They w I think the, 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 the picturesqueness yeah. was part of that as well. Yeah, they, yeah. they, would, they would put, um, you know, they would recap Troy and they would recap uh, uh, Red Bud, you know, in a couple of pages or they'd do a national catch-up. But when it came to Washougal, it was a full coverage, right? Because it was close to SoCal. I myself always look at Washougal. I enjoy going there because I generally, it's a hot, long summer, long flights, and you go to Washougal and the weather's great and, and scenery, as you mentioned, scenic, 
and I'm and I'm always like, okay, this thing's starting to wind down. The national series is starting to wind down. That's kind of my thinking of it. What about you, JT? When you think of Washougal, where do you, where do you go at? I, I really enjoy this race. I didn't love racing it, to be honest. Um, I always was a little fearful of the track. The shadows, I wasn't a huge fan of. Uh, the traction was always really tricky. So it wasn't my favorite track to race. But now that that you know chapter is closed, I love going here. Uh, it's super scenic. The the flights are super short, which I know is a a weird thing, but for people who travel as much as we do, you know, short trips are nice. And I just enjoy the you know everything about it, the atmosphere, the the scenery, mm-hmm. um, the mount you know mountainous backdrop, the trees. Uh, it is a very unique event. Uh, so I have grown to like it much more now that I don't have to race it anymore. Weech, tough to pass on. <laughs> oh here we go what do we got six in a row like uh, well, is this your dirty little se- you know it's secret about this track it's actually it's, hard to pass on Washougal is Washougal is tough to pass oh, here on here we go it here is. we go you said it about Redbud uh, you said it about South uh, um, where did we race last week I don't even remember Millville same thing um, Millville oh it's tough to pass at Millville okay. you know JT we talked about Troy Lee always launching gear here or doing something special here you know over mm-hmm. the years and I actually got to the bottom of it this weekend I was talking to Tyler Keefe about it and he said that Troy loved the green background and the dirt against okay. popping against colors of gear, Talk, doing going up against bright colors of gear. That is yep. why they always put something special at Washougal. Yeah, so. if, if anyone likes bright colors, it is that brand. Right, I will give them. That yeah, way. so that that is why they always did Washougal. I was we were just reminiscing. I'm like because they did the Venom gear this weekend, of course, uh, yep. for for Bam Bam. And so yeah, I brought that up, and yeah, so there we go. But yeah, it's a it's a great race. Uh, I talked to Ryan Huffman. Um, the owner of the place, and he told me biggest Washougal ever, and I'm it like, it was packed. I mean, I feel like I've seen more people there. I'm not going to go against what he said, so, but they had that overflow parking. He told me, and so, yep. yeah, it so was I was awesome. gonna, I was going to comment on that. Uh, so I left uh, right at the end of the second 450 moto because I had a pretty oh, early really? flight. Oh, oh, that's we. Did you hear that? He left right at the end of the second 450 moto. Really? Huh. Uh, I had a I had a flight huh. to make. Huh. And uh, so I was driving out, and I, I've never seen cars parked where I saw them parked this weekend. So I, was, I, knew, it was, I knew it was really busy. Like yeah. There were people kind of everywhere, but I've never seen these specific parking lots used before. I didn't even know there were parking lots available. Yeah, Ryan. So, and that's kind of always that. what I go off of is where people are at, where are campers at, where are people parked. Right. Um, that's a pretty good barometer for it. Yeah, Ouija was packed. I guess so. I, 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 I'm the least likely to get a good handle on that because, you know, at peak time, you know, about noon on, I'm, I'm not out there. So I'll take a word for it. I can only tell that the podiums seem nuts at right. all these races since they've been back. Yeah. So I'll just give it that. Yeah, it, yeah. It, uh, it was it was really cool. It was it was great to be there. It's, it's, it's a great race for sure. I, you know, they must have did something about. So if there was a ton of people there, they must have really did something about the exit of the track because I was like, oh, God, I haven't waited long enough to leave. You know what I mean? To leave the track. And then uh, I got right out. I got all the way to the bottom of the light before I sort of had some stop and go, which was like an all-time record to getting out of there. I would have thought the time you spent arguing with Max Anstey and his wife would have held up your departure. Well, I did definitely hold up my departure a little bit, but... And I got rear-ended, too, on the highway. So that was awesome. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. Yeah. Just a uh, guy cut over in front of me. I had to slam on the brakes a little bit. And then the dude behind me in a uh, pickup truck, uh, bam, right into me. So that's awesome. Oh, jeez. Um, but anyways, yeah, it, uh, it got out of there really quick and everything else. So um, it, was, uh, it was cool. Um, all right. Weege, Weege, I, ha- I did notice oh. one thing before we start talking about racing. 
So I was walking back towards the track from the media center. Uh, and it was probably, I think it was in between the, or right before the second. Yeah, TV I saw you. Yeah. Did you? You're running with a bottle of water, like sprinting to the TV truck. Like, what the hell is happening? Oh, you, usually I can go, I'd say nine out of 12 rounds. I can go the whole four hours without peeing. Um, but I decided to break the seal uh, on this day. And uh, you get a two minute commercial break to make it back and forth. And if everything goes right, it takes about a minute total. Um, but um, I, the self-consciousness of if you trip right now and you smash your face <laughs> and you don't make it inside that truck in the next 90 seconds, this whole thing is off the rails. So that you got to see that in person. Uh, that was yep. great. Yep. I didn't know you saw me. I yelled at you. And I'm like, ah, he's, he's in the zone right now. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you probably saw the, the running was not, uh, it was not the most formulaic running. It was <laughs> no. do not trip on these wires. Okay, well, trip. so do I was trip. just going to bring up to JT, like, you're a sneaky yeah. good runner. You have sneaky good endurance. Yeah, he runs so long that I miss lunch. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> he is a very sneaky runner. He's got good endurance, yeah. so I, I am very confident in Wygant making this This was sprint. more of the uh, running through the tires like they do in like the, the speed drills. Yeah. It was like, do not oh. t- catch a toe on, on all this crap that's down here in the TV compound. And, and JT, yeah. like, I was under the Honda tent. Jet was getting his – Jet was dressed up, ready to go. And we each comes walking by, like sauntering by. I'm like, shouldn't you – like, I know you do the stand-ups early in the morning, right, with GL. You do the stand-ups not before the motos when they air. 10.20 a.m. So I knew that the stand-ups weren't getting done. But, dude, you were – I don't know what you were doing. Like, Yeah, I walked over to the Honda truck at – it was like 12.40 or so. Yeah. And Steve is like, why are you here? Why are you here? Why are you not in the booth? What are you doing? Right. Why are you here? Like, and I'm like, we go on the air and – I got 19 minutes and 59 seconds. We're good. I mean, good. I just thought you'd, you'd be, you know be over there getting ready, going over notes. I don't know. Well, that's I, when I, we were uh, we were talking with Zacho. We I don't know where you were. Yes, we were uh, we were catching Friends. up with Zacho, seeing what's I, going on with RJ. I don't know where the hell you. I were. Uh, I missed uh, I missed lunch. I was over at the Honda truck for so long. I missed lunch. Uh, very upsetting uh, day for me. Um, not happy with that, but you know I was getting some scoops, talking to talking to to the jet and talking Shane Drew and. Rooster and Lars. So. That, that's why I was going over there because what, what I've really lost here is I still – Steve, what is the rule? Are we allowed to go into the team trucks? I still don't know. I still don't know. I don't I, think we're rules. allowed in the – well, I don't think we're allowed in certain factory trucks inside those right. rigs because I, I told the Cowie it. guys, like, hey, tell yeah. the coffee maker I miss him. Tell, tell him I'll see him in Anaheim, you know. But I am noticing, um, you know, last year was just a wash. It was just, you know, get do what you got to do. It's everything's the quality of everything's going to suffer a bit, right? Yeah. And then this year, I'm I'm noticing, like, I'm just not getting as many conversations in as I used to because well, of that. Supercross for sure. I mean, good. Well, God. The Supercross, yes, was off the rails. You couldn't literally do anything. But here, it's like, if you want to talk to Marvin Muscan, which would be nice to, hey, what's been going on? You either hope that you walk by the rig five times and he happens to be standing you know, next mm-hmm. to his bike, or you will never see him. Because I don't think I'm allowed to just go in and be like, hey, is Marv around? So yep. I'm kind of getting frustrated, and I'm like, there's too many motos where I'm like, I wish I knew more about this guy. So yeah. I'm just trying to get into the pits more, hoping to bump into people, because I don't know what else I'm supposed to do. So I do ask if I can come in. Yeah. You know, and I, no one's ever turned me down yet. But, okay. But yep. I, I, think- I did end up in the Honda rig. Sexton, I saw Sexton in the door. I'm like, am I allowed to come in? And he's like, yeah, I don't care. So right. that's one. Okay. That's one. Right. Yeah. All right. Um, and then Jed came out to change boots, and that was hilarious. You claim you were there for scoops. All you were doing was talking about old Canadian moto with Shane Drew. <laughs> that's all you were doing. Yeah, we got into that. We got into that. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure, yes. I'm sure yeah. Jet was giving you a lot of scoops. Well, 
<laughs> Along those lines, JT, Jet comes on to, comes out to put his boots on, and then all everyone starts doing is quizzing him on old riders. Do you know that someone named Rick Johnson raced? Do you know this? Do you, Jeremy McGrath? Is that a name <laughs> that you're familiar with? Did you know any of them? Or how, he how said he'd he heard of McGrath, which again made he'd me very sad. Okay. And he he'd said heard he, of McGrath. Yep. And, and, oh, and, and, and oh, trust me, trust me, JT. If there was he'd a heard gun. Of him. Okay. If I had a gun, I, right then I would shot myself in the head. Um, <laughs> he said I heard of him, and then okay, uh, cool. he that said can't he can't be possible. He said he didn't know Rick Johnson, but he met him because of O Show, and then he thought he was a fan. And then after RJ walked away, they're like, dude, that was a bad, you know, that was a bad dude. And Osho was like, that, you know, that's Rick Johnson. You know what I mean? And and I'll tell you what, man. It's a long like, look, dude, Jeremy Graff was a long time ago. It really was. You know? Uh, it was uh, I know, but I mean, you gotta think Jet was born in like what, oh three? Oh four? Oh three probably. Yeah, but yeah. what are you, six or seven before you know what's going on in your life? Yeah, I know. I'm saying like I remember racing Washugal in like oh three. I remember it vividly. I remember what happened. I remember how I did. I remember my my uh I needed a new cylinder for the second moto because my bike blew up. Yeah. And he's like he's not even alive yet. So Yeah, yeah. It sucks. Yeah. It sucks. World is hell, man. And that's why next year is my Crazy. last year. That's why next year is my last year. Cover not sport. true. You just you just bought a new house. You are not going anywhere for the foreseeable future. <laughs> uh anyways uh oh do you have any comment jt at all about the a certain graphic that popped on the screen during the uh 250 class race do you have any comment uh joe shimoda slash brandon hartraft yes uh i mean i just feel like that's where we're at okay uh yeah you just nod your head uh and say yep there's there's our moment for the week i don't know i don't how the hell do you get there how does that happen like I mean, you think about it. There are very, there are many similarities. One is named Brandon Hartraft. One is Joe Shimoda. Very similar. One's on a Suzuki. He was thirty one. last year, right? Hartraft was. Is that what it is? I hope so. Please tell me he was th- number thirty last yeah, year. Yeah, I think he was. I think he was. Oh, okay. Yeah, there that's the only is. possible answer. Is that he was number thirty? Different class, different brand of bike, completely different name. Oh, number. Is it 30. like an Olympics well. thing? Okay, number 30. I, that actually, at least there's some, I'm not saying it's an excuse, but I couldn't even figure out how. It's, I just thought of yeah. JT when I saw that on my Twitter mentions. I just immediately hey, thought of minute, JT. wait a minute, wait a minute. This, I think I just figured something out. Oh. So I had Sipes in the Weed Show, and I tell them who I talk to so they can put a font on it. Right. And the rider's number. And they're like, we have Ryan Sipes as 97 on our sheet. And I'm like, that's weird. His bike is 264. Maybe he earned Supercross points last year. I'm like, I'm trying to remember back to Atlanta when he raced. I'm like, I think he was 264. They might have just had last year's list. Yeah, he yep. was 97 last year. Yeah, yep. yeah. I mean, that happens quite a bit. It's not like they're just pulling random numbers, but it's still not really excusable in my opinion. No, like I said, that's not an excuse. I just wanted to know how the mistake. It's such a random mistake. Okay, yeah, yeah. at least well. I know why. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by the folks at Maxis and Renthal, Cobolinks, and Motorsport.com all on board with us. This was the Motorsport.com Washougal National as well. Uh, Arma and uh, Onyx Maps. Chase Sexton gets the win one week after uh, uh, Adam Cien Cirillo uh, exits the series. Uh, his training partner, Chase Sexton, rides flawlessly in Moto 1 to get the win, uh, third in Moto 2. And, I mean, look, I, I don't want to draw any obvious parallels here, any conclusions, or jump to any sort of uh, wild theories here, but uh, Sexton told me after the race that he worked with a Tim Ferry, 
uh, on starts uh, this week and uh, nailed them this week uh, at the race. And, uh, yeah, Timmy Fair, everybody. There we go. I mean, what else is what else can you explain it, Weege? How else can you explain it? I, 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 I'm so happy. I don't know how. When was Timmy's last year racing? 09? 09. The, we did not know, first of all, that Timmy would go on to be a coach or trainer at that time. No. We certainly did not know that his son would be a budding, soon-to-be professional and mm-hmm. Howard Dance Factory ride. Mm-hmm. I, the fact that you keep having these gifts being given. <laughs> when By 2010, I'm like, how is Steve going to do this? We've got one or two more years yeah. that he can even use the Tim Ferry material, and it's going to be out. And here we are. Yeah. No, he would just keep going anyway. It wouldn't matter. It <laughs> yeah, would but matter but it would be all. it would be very irrelevant even when I, while I was going irrelevant. on. You know, it's still incredibly irrelevant. <laughs> no, it is not. No, it, it is not. His is. son is going to be a professional. He's working with top riders today, like Marty Davalos for years. That's never stopped. Chase Sexton. You. That is never stopped. I know. I'm not Evan saying. I'm saying it, if if he hadn't done any of this, it would be irrelevant. But now, it's, but it's been irrelevant. No one has it. Working with Marty. Slowed down. Working with Marty. Working with Canard. That's, that's, great. that's very relevant. That's very, very relevant. Evan was on a 65. So you're, you, <laughs> but I'm but saying, you're using Evan. First it was Trey, and that was perfect, very relevant. Then it was Marty. Then it was re- still relevant. And now it's Evan, and now it's relevant. And now it's the winner of the race. Like, now it's so relevant, it's not even but funny. But I, I do not believe it would matter 1%. We just be Bud's Creek 03. You're, 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 you're talking about rollerball. And do rollerball you, hasn't been relevant for 30 years. Do you understand what you're saying? Of course, I agree. I'm saying, but it's perfect because it's relevant. I'm not arguing that I'm not going to stop. I'm just saying stop that's saying never it. stopped you. It's never stopped you. Yes, but now it's it's been relevant. So it's been great. It's never stopped me, but now it's relevant. It's fantastic. It's been relevant. For- How does, I mean, Dogger is not relevant, but you just keep hammering it home. It, none okay. of these things matter. Not, I mean, it's not, cool. Like, I'm happy for you that it's that you have a guy that's relevant. You're not getting it. But, I'm, I am not arguing with you. I am not arguing with you here that okay. I would ever have stopped mentioning it. But what I am saying is that it's been relevant for a long time now. So it's been perfect. What is the backstory of how Sexton ended up hooking up with Timmy? And can we just mention, for starts... Yeah, he know he's known he's a known starter. Okay, so I was kind of on my mountain bike ride today. And make a lessee ferry. I mean, no, 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 no. I, I got the theory. I got this theory. And stay no, I, I want to know the truth. I don't want your theory. Stay with me here. <laughs> so I was on my mountain bike ride today, and I was thinking about Timmy and starts and Sexton, <laughs> and like here. So Timmy wasn't good at starts with me at all at Yamaha for four years. Better at Cowie though. Would you agree, JT? Better at Cali on starts. He he sends me. Yeah, but really inconsistent. He sends me photos of him and videos of him getting starts, like to prove yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, you know. it's not like it never happened. So I read a story one time that like Sampras or 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 or, or Courier or one of these American tennis players back in the day would practice with a wooden racket because it would make the ga- it would make the game easier when they got on their carbon racket rap, racket right. So they would practice with this heavy old wood aluminum or wood racket and whatever. So then come the, the, the match, they, the racket will work better. So, and then they would ace it. They would be great. So did Timmy purposely tank his starts because they were no. so good that he didn't need to do good starts? He didn't need to have good starts. It was a challenge for him to get bad starts and rip through the pack. Were you under some sort of like physical duress when you came up with this? It was theory? hot. Like, were you, it was were hot. you low on oxygen? No, it was hot though. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, a, listen, it's, I'm still working it out. I'm still doing the math, but it is odd that Sexton, you know, worked with Timmy on starts. 
You know what, though? Honestly, I, I have worked with Timmy on starts, too. And just because you aren't able to always execute something doesn't mean you don't know how to do it. There, there is a significant difference there. Uh, I, I think that Michael Byrne can help people go fast much better than some people that could go a lot faster than he could. There is a, there's a difference between being able to do it yourself and knowing what you're actually supposed to do. So I don't, I don't well, think it has to be correlated. Timmy Ferry helping Chase Sexton out, Chase Sexton winning. That's your headline, Weege. 48 hours before this race, I'm on your Moto 60 show with the great Justin Brayton, who I can only hope continues to provide gifts 12 years after he's retired, the way Ferry has. But he probably will. I can probably count on it. But anyway, we're talking about Jet Lawrence's trouble with starts, me, you, and the great JB, and you literally used Timmy as your reference of, dude, we did thousands and thousands and thousands of practice starts. We did everything. We did tires. We did bike setup. We did carburetor. We did everything, and it never worked. And we were literally, you were literally using him as the yardstick of how hard it is to fix starts. Yes. And then yeah. 48 hours later, Chase Sexton's like, yeah, I've never had a whole shot in my uh, outdoor career. And then Tim Ferry fixed it. Mm-hmm. You, Amazing. Do you understand my joy when he told me that after the race? Oh, I don't think you can even understand it. <laughs> I, no, had, I think we can. I, had, I think we can. <laughs> I had just finished getting verbally accosted. And and was, you know, a little down in the dumps, and, and th that was that was brought up to me, and I forgot all about. I need so much more information on yeah. the accosting. Uh, but uh, it was, um, so my last thing on this topic: where where did the Sexton Ferry connection? Why why was he even working with her? How did this even happen? Yeah, I don't know, man. Oh, okay. I, I just all think right. when you want to work with the greats, you reach out. He's probably been trying to get a hold of Timmy forever, and Timmy's been turning him down. Okay. I mean, just something like so, that. Okay, so it's James Stewart, easy, easy connection to make, no prob. Yes. If he could just ever get a hold of this fairy guy. Timmy, right, exactly. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's great, fantastic. Um, Timmy Ferry, everybody, still, still dominating the races. Oh, God. On oh, and off God. the track. It's, it's fantastic. Uh, but Sexton rode great, man. Uh, that first moto was epic. Like, Kenny caught him. And you're like, okay, Kenny's good early in the motos, and you know we know Washougal doesn't get that rough and doesn't get that hot and everything else. And I'm, I'm kind of like, okay, I think I think Roxon's going to get him. And then uh, Sexton dropped the hammer, man, and pulled away. And yeah, JT, it was a flawless first moto. It was it was amazing. Second moto, yeah, he he admitted he didn't have anything for Eli. He said he was trying to creatively block him, uh, but uh, couldn't couldn't hold him back. So uh, but yeah, I, I thought it was a a really impressive ride, especially the first moto, because I think that. Uh, both Marvin and Eli were putting in some really fast laps trying to close it down. And it would have been pretty easy, I think, to lose your poise there and fall back into their pace and, yeah, lose the moto there. So I think this race has been a long time coming. We've all been expecting it and kind of wondering where that level has been ever since we left Paula. I think we've been kind of scratching our heads about where it's gone. But he certainly looked like he was back this weekend. Yeah. And, and you know what, Weege, the, the, a lot of MXDN talk right now, and Sexton just really helped his cause right there. I'm in. I'm in on a Sexton motocross nation. Oh, you are. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I don't. I mean, I, I don't expect to win. I just. Yeah. I'm. I'm in on him being there. I'm. I'm good with it. Well, the best part is JT. He himself, Chase Sexton, is in on it because. Perfect. Yeah, he was asked in a press. I think somebody asked. No, I asked RJ. RJ said he has not been approached. Hasn't heard anything about donations. But Sexton's like, I have Johnson. Heard yeah. Was this a jet conversation? It was a jet or? convo. Yeah, okay. jet convo. Some, some fan. Um, if you had told RJ when he walked away, oh, hey, no. hey, Jet oh, just no, thinks no. you were a fan. 
No, please don't. Don't yeah. even say it on the show in case it accidentally <laughs> leaks out and RJ yeah. finds out. Okay. He will be yeah. very sad. Um, Sexton said he wants to do it. Absolutely, hundred percent. Would love to race it, but he wants to earn it. You know, he wants to you know get it by because he's winning races. You know, and not because you know four other guys didn't right. get picked uh, or couldn't be picked. Um, so that's cool. He's enthusiastic about it. Uh, yep. I, I want guys that want to be there always. We, yep. Did you talk to yep. Tomac after the race? No, I was over in that media corral, but he had already done like eight interviews. Okay. And I'm like, I'm going to leave him alone. Yeah. He was he was stoked, man. He lost and he was stoked. He he said, yeah, it sucks to ride that good and not win. You know what I mean? But he's like, I gave it my all. The fans were amazing. And what are you going to do, man? Like, you know, like, I mean, look, what, what, what can you do? I was trying. I was trying. And he was happy. Eli was really happy. And he got second. And I don't know. I was just thinking to myself, Weege, a little bit about what you were saying about, like, guys aging, right? And and, and maybe he's rap. And I, and I haven't talked to him every race, so I don't know for sure. But I felt like at Southwick he was a little pissy, you know, at his day and, and you know, for whatever reasons. No, like he wasn't Dude, happy. this, is, this right. is hilarious. This is just this is just a matter of interpretation. So, okay, I cannot believe the path that you have just gone down here. Okay. So I didn't need to interview Eli because Kellen Brower from Racer X already had. And he's like, I was surprised. I saw how happy Eli looked on the podium. But then when I interviewed him after the race, he seemed super unhappy because he didn't win. And he's like, when oh, you wow. ride like that, you got to try to get the wins on those days. And then in addition, Steve, I could not believe how happy I thought Tomac seemed when I did talk to him after Southwick. And you're saying he seemed unhappier then. So I don't know. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's really funny. Yes. Yeah, he, he uh, exactly how maybe we end up in the world we're at today, right? <laughs> With news. That's a good uh, point. Uh, but yeah, I felt like he was just like, you know, the first motors are a joke. I got to figure that out. That's inexcusable, that kind of stuff, you know, um, at, at, at Southwick. And this one, uh, he was like, man, I, yeah, what can you do? What can you do? Like, I, I gave it my all, man, you know? So. Well, he blew it. He blew it in that turn right after the mechanics. I, yeah. I think he had a legitimate shot at, at trying a move. And then that outside berm, he was railing. He just he blew it, and that was it. But, but he, I, I think – go ahead. Well, he, he told us that he, he, he was trying to set up Dylan the same way he set up Sexton after right. the finish, right? Uh, yeah. A couple of turns after that. And so that's, yeah, what, that he was tr- line. Right, that's yeah. what he was trying to do. But at that point, when he screwed up the corner of the mechanics, he had lost his chance because that, that was a white flag lap. You know what I mean? So he well, had tried before, he, a couple times before that. Yeah, he tried that. He just didn't get there. He didn't get to yeah. the inside the yeah. way he did on Sexton. And then after that, uh, he was railing that outside line, and it kind of blew out on him. But yeah. I think as impressive as that, you, have, you just have to give – you know, sometimes you just have to nod your head to Ferrandis a little yeah. bit. I mean, he, he was incredible. The way he was able to ramp his intensity back up, uh, it doesn't happen very often. Most guys can't withstand a Tomac run. And I, I think that was vintage Tomac in that those last few laps and Ferrandis has just found a way to fight it off and Tomac was faster like we all know but you know try to think of times where somebody's able to been able to hold that off and uh, I, I just yep. think you have to tip your cap to Ferrandis and say hey good job you you did enough in the first you know 95 percent of the race that I couldn't get there well and then Ferrandis looked back at one point like you know I don't know three quarters of the way through and it was like I think Ferrandis was like okay Gotta go, because <laughs> everybody knows when Eli's coming, right? He's screaming his bike. It's 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 sounding like a monster's behind him, as Adam McNabb used to say. Um, so g- credit, yeah, full full props to Ferrandez leading every lap of the second Moto Weech to get third overall, and uh, and he has a forty seven point lead. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get to that later with Roxon in a bit, but 
uh, it was impressive because it, it's kind of like the battle we've been waiting to see. Like we've seen now, we know Eli's rep. Like when he gets going late in the race, it's obviously almost legendary. And then Ferrandis has been very, very strong late in the race of this year. And we didn't get to see them battle at Southwick. I don't know if you guys saw on the TV coverage, but mm. unfortunately, Ferrandis' bike was steaming. Okay, yeah. So we, yeah. we didn't we didn't get that battle there. Um, so I was waiting. I'm like, what if we get one of these days where Eli's e- really Eli, and Ferrandis happens to have a good start in the same race, and we got it. And yeah, Tomac had the fastest lap of the race. He had a 2.13, which was ridiculous. But Ferrandis got back into, I believe, the 2.14s on the last lap. Like, he was yep. game for the challenge. Mm-hmm. That was good. Um, it was awesome. Yeah. It was, it, it was it, awesome. It, it yeah. was great to see. And, and of course, yep. if Tomac had gotten Ferrandis, that would have given him the overall, you know. So that was, that was exciting as well. I'm sure, you know, Tomac knew that. So Is it not so, crazy that of all the things we've talked about with Tomac this year, a million of them also – now he's putting in some pretty good rides. Like the first couple rounds, we will never understand round two at Thunder Valley. But now he's put in a series of good races. He's been fast almost every weekend. And it's like, is he going to win in overall? Like it's unbelievable how it's just not working out. And he, seven rounds deep, even oh. now riding fast. It's bizarre. He gets one. 100%. Oh, well, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. But at this point, I'm surprised. We've gone four or five races in a row where he's been really good. Yep. And it just keeps not working out. Yeah. So I have a question on uh, Ferranda. So on Twitter, uh, Jimmy Button was uh, conversing back and forth with Racer X's own Kellen Brower about the battle between Ferrandis and Tomac. And Jimmy Button was hypothesizing that you can't let Tomac win in that situation. Like, no matter what it is, what the situation is, you have to go for the win because it's DY Tomac and because you can't let him get on a roll. And I. I am not there. I, I don't necessarily buy that. I don't think that Ferrandis was like, I've got to go. I've got to put it all on the line because it's Tomac and because I can't let him get momentum. I just think he wanted to win. Like, I don't think in that moment he was thinking like championship momentum could all shift right here. I just think he's like, I, I want to win. Like I, I've been leading this whole moto and I'm going to, I'm going to go for it right here. I'm going to try as hard as I can versus like this big picture macro view about Tomac and momentum because Tomac's 50 plus points down, you know, he's not even second points. So I, I was just curious your guys' thoughts on that of, of what for going through Ferrandis's mind in the moment. Well, a couple, what races it were Ferrandis specifically made mention about, you know, not too many people beat Eli Tomac late in the moto, you know, uh, uh Redbud. Redbud, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, and yep. you know, he was very stoked on that, right. That he did mm-hmm. that. And, and he was very, he mentioned it a couple times. Uh, I think it's the same idea, right? Is yeah, you just want to win. It's too early to start like, oh, what if the momentum? Yeah, you just want to win. Yep, I, I, I think so too. Yeah. I, I think mm-hmm. trying to trying to say that a rider is thinking about big picture momentum for a championship when your your heart rate's at two hundred in the last few laps, I, I don't. I'm not, I'm just not there. I always shade in the side of I say this a million times. There, they do not have calculators on the handlebars. I feel that most of the time, and this is based on. Tons and tons of post-race conversations with riders, mechanics, teams, people, team people over 20 years. It's usually underthought, not overthought. It's yes, it's as simple as, yeah, I was in the lead. I was trying to win. Like I'm not like, okay, I could let him pass. I'd still overall wouldn't be affected. Points wouldn't be affected. Like they pretty much just go as fast as they can for as long as they can, and then they finish where they finish. To me, that's pretty much the way the racing always goes. The strategy game highly overthought and overanalyzed yeah. I don't think it happens. That's stuff you think about this week and next week while you're like at the track and you're on your your you know bicycle during the week. That that's when those yeah. those thoughts happen, not 
And with two Fs to go when your adrenaline is through the roof and you just want to beat the damn guy, you know, yeah. like that. Yeah, man. And it's they around just, round seven yeah. to 12. We're not even. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. you're not going to start being like doing math. and pulling Well, it's not like dudes. And, but it's you know not I mean? it's not even like Tomac's a threat right now, really. You know, like he's so he's he's a full race out, you know. Yeah. I mean, I even go so far as to say the amount of times I've argued with people over like, well, that's right, Ryan Dungey did it, man. He would just take a third if the wind wasn't there. And I'm like, no, he went as fast as he possibly could, and he got third. <laughs> or he went as fast as he could, and he won. He just went as fast as he could every that, week, and that, whatever he got is what he got. That all started from Scott Taylor and the Ricky stuff. That's where it all it started, you know? Yeah, yeah, the, the take taking second to third. I, I don't think, and JT, you would know better than me, I don't think you can be at that level if you're overthinking it. Like, you have to, at this level, that extreme level that Tomac and Fernandez were on, you're going on instinct at that point, aren't you? Well, there, there is something to be said for if, if you can't win today, don't crash out trying sure. to. You know, sure. there, there's something to be said for that. Um, I, I do we'll think get there, there in the 250s, by the way. We'll get there. Yeah, I, right. Right. And it's very, it's very relevant there. Yes. But I don't think guys are like, well, you know, like in MotoGP, you, you hear that a lot. Um, because motorcycle, it's, it's such an equipment based sport. And F1 is the same where if your bike's not very good on a certain track, you're just screwed. Like you can't overcome certain things because you're the bike is, and the car is everything where motocross, you don't really hear like, yeah, you know what? The Honda is just not very good at Washougal. So we're hoping for a third today. That's not really how it works, you know, but mid moto, if like, damn, that guy's just too fast. I'm not going to throw away the championship trying to win today. It's a, I think that does happen at some level. I just don't think in that moment where Ferrandis is winning, he's like, yeah. nope, I'm going to turn it up here because I can't let I can't let Tomac get on track here. Well, guess what? Tomac's already won a bunch of second motos, and it didn't really change anything. You know where that comes into play a little bit. That kind of stuff is when the guy when the guy gets you. Right. And, and you're like, OK, do yeah. I want to wick it up to stay with them? No, I have yeah, a points course, lead, right. you know, uh, yeah, like I, I can't. Stuff. This I'm on the limit right now. Yeah, this is all I yeah. have. And, and so and if I go over this limit, the chances of me crashing is really high. Right. So you're just like, go ahead, man. You know, whoever that yep. guy is, go, go, go away. So, yeah. And for me, that was typically 10 to 15 guys. I, I felt that way. About. <laughs> right. Uh, well, Timmy, Timmy didn't fill out for, for anybody. Timmy didn't fill no. out for anybody. Helping, helping people win races yep. to this day. Yep. I also say, look, if you're Dylan Ferrandis or any guy at that level, 99% of the time you've ever ridden or raced, you're just going as fast as you can. So the idea that you all of a sudden can just change into this calculus algorithm program during the week, what are they trying to do? Go as fast as they can for every minute of the 30-minute practice moto. Practice, what are they doing? They're trying to go as fast as they can. Every moto, what are they... I, 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 I just don't buy that these guys – I would think for NSM situation is more like I have to hit this turn. I have to triple into these whoops. I have to do – I think he's thinking about that, not – wait, Tomac, yeah, points. Let me see. Maybe not worth it. Like I don't think that goes on as much as people say. Uh, sign of life from Marvin for Marvin Muskan. Qualify mm -hmm. second. Uh, he's second the basically the whole first moto. Crashes late uh, and gives it, gives it away. But uh, – this is a good track for Marv. He's won here before, but he also won at Southwick, and that wasn't so good. But 3-5 on the day, and uh, fourth overall for Marvin, JT, he'll take it. It's, it's a sign of life. Oh, that was a huge step forward. Yeah. I mean, that, that is the first time in this season where he – and I'm going for memory, so if, if someone wants to prove me wrong, go back in stats, whatever, fine. But that's the first time I can remember him all year where he's really moved forward in a moto or both motos. He was faster than most of the guys around him, and he was pressuring towards the front. So if you're Marvin, hell yeah, you're in a good mood 
on your flight home. Like that, that is a really positive day uh, in a season where it's been mostly crap. Yep. Uh, good job for that. Barsha, 4-7 on the day. Um, went to go interview him after the race, and, and he told me, get out of here. I don't want to talk to you. And I said, don't get mad at me because you suck today one week after winning. And then we got into it, and then we were laughing. So weird, 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 where, I've, weird, weird where I have gone with Justin Barsha at this point. Uh, and he also wants everybody to watch BAM TV. Have any, either one of you watched BAM TV? I don't know what that is. <laughs> Weege? Um, no, but I have to say the sales pitch. I did listen to your interview with Barsha, yeah. and as you both explained, that it's not the typical no, vlog no. like race day. Now I'm actually uh, he. It's got me interested. He says it's the best rider vlog out there, but hands oh, down. Okay. And he said something That's about funny. if I didn't laugh, he would give me a hundred dollars. I don't remember what exact thousand dollars. Yeah, well, something. So you're in uh, for that. Yeah. Uh, one time, my parents, when Crocodile Dundee came out, they said, "If you don't laugh, I like I don't want to go to the movies." And they're like, "If you don't laugh, we'll buy you a toy." So. I can stone face it. Do not worry. If there's a prize on the line, I will not laugh. You didn't laugh in Crocodile Dundee? I had a toy on the line. Hell no. Oh, wow. Hell no. Oh, yeah, that's a good is that a realistic movie? Like, Could there be a, an Australian that is right from the bush that yes, moves to New York? Yes, I think it is York? actually relatable. I think the movie was actually good, but I wasn't giving my parents that. I mean, not a All toy right. on the line. The whole, I spent an hour and a half thinking about a Tonka. What am I going to get? <laughs> Just keep not laughing. So, Barsha, 100 bucks. it's yep. on. Uh, yeah, four seven for him. It's uh, again. It's like I mentioned to him in the post race thing. Like he didn't get the starts, and that's where you, what happens when you don't get the starts. Uh, you know, so uh, he probably could end up on the podium had he gotten starts. Um, but fifth overall, as it was, Cooper Webb. What? what I want to mention though, he he's the only one that really has Ferrandez solved. Ferrandez threw everything at him. In the, he had in the first, first moto, yeah, yeah, and he didn't get him. Yep. He's just like last week. Well, actually, he, didn't Barsha get Ferrandez back? Yes, Ferrandez. Barsha got Ferrandez. Barsha passed him. Oh, did he? Yeah, I believe. Let me double check. I just remember Ferrandez well, like, being maybe, all over maybe, him for a long time and not maybe getting Maybe passed him back briefly, but I mean, yeah, he was maybe. always ahead of him. Um, yeah, Bam Bam got him. Okay. I don't know so what that So at the means. beginning of the race, Bam was ahead of him. Or sorry, behind him. Okay, wait. That is... That I recall is, that is Millville like, that I just pulled up, and Bam, oh. Bam was ahead of him at Millville. <laughs> oh, okay, Millville, very relevant. Bam uh, was also ahead of everybody else. Yeah, yeah, no, I know, right? No, uh, here, here it is. Fifty-one uh, fourteen. No, I guess he. You know what? I think they swapped positions on a lap. I swear to God, I watched the pass, and then Bam got him right back. That could be true. Yeah, that could be true. Yeah. Yes. Um, and it, it probably wasn't covered on TV though. But anyways, yes, oh, yeah. very, very, uh, very, very defensive, right? And, and actually, kind of—I don't say he broke him. That's a little, uh, little extreme. But yeah, he pulled away a little bit. So yeah, um, yep. Good job, good job for Bam. Yep. Uh, Cooper Webb, six, six overall, got a whole shot in Moto Two. Uh, it's not there. It is not there. It's not there. Like it's not there. I don't. But the Marv thing that confused me even more because there was like. Wait a minute. That was actually there for Marv. So it's like the slightest sign of life. Like you said, it could happen. Uh, Webb, same as it's been for the previous six rounds. Dude, he's I fighting, think. though. He's fighting. He's trying. He's trying. He's trying. <laughs> Absolutely. But honestly, nobody from the 83 compound really had a good day. Mm. So was it just a, yeah, just a pace? Like their pace overall just seemed to be off. Jet, Hunter, Webb. Joey. Like, yeah, Joey. They all didn't really have any sort of. 83 pace. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Really? 83 compound? Oh. That's, that's what it is, right? Yes. No, I, don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. 
I don't know. Are you talking about Webb going there? Oh, yeah, yeah I will, that, that's what? old news. That's what? old news. No, I don't know. I, is, I don't know. I don't know. Cut the microphones. Cut the mics. No, I don't. I don't know anybody. Anything. I'm pretty sure that's old news. Okay. Uh, AP told Steve, me. Steve already talked about it. Yeah, I think I did. Uh, I don't know. I I can't. The the, the the riders and the training programs and trainers and you know like who cares? Like the the fans put more stock into it than I do. That's for sure. Um, but uh, that's a pretty big deal. Once it is. it's officially officially public. When a supercross, yeah, when a supercross champion switches, uh, you're right. It is a bigger deal. Um, AP. Um, 83 compound means he's not at Alden Baker's. Yep. Yep. You do not think that's a big deal? No, it is. I said it was. I just said it was. Yeah. People but, have been talking about Anderson leaving Alden. This is like four years ago, and it's still a topic. Roxon took I don't like seven like, years. I don't know why it's a government secret, though. Like, he's not there every day. Like, I don't know what. You know, like, whatever. I, yeah, because I think I think they all know that it's, oh, my God, it's going to be like if wildfire anybody, talk. Vital, look out. Yeah, look out. I mean, if, you know, uh, the, put, the proof will be in the pudding for next year. And, and you know, we kind of saw where Anderson went. But then we also, you know, I don't think any of us think that Anderson had the drive to win either as much as Coop and these other guys. You know, I mean, he, he got a Supercross title. Full props to him. Um, but, uh, yeah, but I, I mean, it's but, interesting. But, I mean, Webb's a, a 250 outdoor champ. He is a two-time Supercross champ. Like, he can do whatever the hell he wants. Like, who cares? Yeah. yeah. I think it's much ado about nothing. Um, wow. Okay. AP fell in the first turn or first lap of first moto, was dead, dead last, came to 12th. Told me afterwards he doesn't like Washugal and it's not a surprise. But he hung in there in the top three, right outside the top three for the second moto for half of it and then uh, kind of dropped back to fourth. But uh, yeah, 12 4 for AP on the day. Uh, Christian Craig, 8 8. Big crash in the. In the morning in practice, that was a big one. And then Devin Raper was also freaked out by it. immediately went down <laughs> as well. Raper was reaction of the year by Devin Raper. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. He went down watching another yes. guy go down. Yeah. Like yeah. it was so shocking that he just stepped yeah. off his motorcycle. Yeah. Uh, eight eight for Craig. And I told him afterwards, and I, you know, uh, there was the crash at uh, uh, Southwick also in the morning when he landed on his head a little bit, and you know. He's like, I'm not scared. He goes, it just sets the tone for my day, which made sense to me, right? Like, just you have a big one, and you're off all day. You're just yep. – you're not scared, which is what he wanted to stress. You're just off, and I get it for sure. It makes sense as a rider. But uh, he got shuffled – he got good starts, and Craig got shuffled back quicker than Cooper Webb. Uh, he, he was, you know, going to the back. But 8-8 uh, eight, eight on the day for him. Ken Roxon, Weech. Oh. All right, look, um, I hate to say this, but luckily I don't remember exactly where this came from. So if the person that said this was, is out there, let me know. But at the beginning of the year, we were talking about Supercross. And somebody was like, hey, the problem with Roxon trying to win any title is that there are going to be races where he has some sort of issue, usually a physical issue. Mm-hmm. And you can count on a couple of bad races, and he's going to lose too many points in those races. Mm-hmm. So he just went 6-10. And lost a ton of points when he could not afford to. I don't know. I cannot remember who that was that had that tell theory. Me, tell me more about this theory, Judge. Yeah. Y- yes. So it appears to me like when I see this, I'm like, should we be shocked? Or we be like, yeah, this is the wow. problem with Kenny. He has nine of 12 races that are good. And then two or three where there's something wrong. He says he was sick and is uh, social today. So. I-, I mean, somebody said that there will be issues. And that's why I can't win titles. Yeah, well, some judge ruled against that, so some asshole judge <laughs> well, uh, the, shot that case, down. So the case was it in Supercross, 
and there was a ruling made. And yeah. I, I, we live in a civil society where rules have to be followed and judgments have to be abided by. But the same judge true. said that if there was something happening outdoors, he would accept an appeal to the decision. That's not true. Nope. Uh, I would, but I, but that sorry, that judge cannot go uh, three months later, round seven. We cannot use a physical. We cannot use feeling sick and nearly do, August. Do, do we not? Uh, do we not see DNA pop up every now and then? DNA long lost recovered DNA where serial killers get arrested. I mean, I, I, this but his happens. DNA wouldn't be wouldn't be relevant from March. Like this is he was sick this weekend. He won not, three of the first four motos in the nationals. Clearly, he was healthy during Supercross. He was fine. Right, we'll see in the, uh, the appeal, won't we? No, we won't. It, it's done. If you had, if you, sorry, whoever this was that made this prediction had said the same thing before the Nationals and said Roxon can't win this title because he will have issues, uh, that person would be looking good right oh, now. I, but... I would never have taken that bet, though. I would have. Ne- I, I, I would also think that he's not going to win this outdoor title. It's crooked. The system is crooked. Oh. crooked. Well, because of the same thing. I mean, this is the same unfortunate thing that we've seen, you know, every other year that he's. Cro- Raced outdoors, crooked, crooked you know, reach. since 16. Yeah. Crooked judge. It sucks. Right. Like, it sucks because it's, you know, it's messing up the title fight. Yeah. But, uh, dude, he looked, Sakamoto, he he was shot. Yeah, absolutely. He didn't come to the yeah. media corral, and, uh, yeah, I just, he was sick, and that's it is what it is. I think, again, like when you're Ken Roxon, um, I think you've earned the benefit of the doubt to say you're sick and for us to go, okay, that sucks, you're sick. You know what I mean? Like, it yeah. was a terrible day. Terrible day. So I'm not going – all jokes aside, I'm not going to throw in the, oh, look, look at this. You know what I mean? Guys get sick. So that happens. But wait, no, don't you think um, – look, I'm trying to no, give no, you credit I, here. I just no, I know. Yes, Isn't yes. Is this no. the type of point you, yes. you were making? Yes, 100%. 100%. Yes. Yes. But yep. I was – I mean, I wasn't thinking of the sick like the flu where you – whatever the flu or, you know, uh, uh, whatever kind of sickness he had where you're just yep. one day and you're over it. I was more thinking, to be honest – more thinking some sort of chronic condition of sickness, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Savachi 10-9, kind of quiet day. One motor, he moved up from the back a little bit. Uh, Max Anstey, 11th. Uh, 11, Comments? 9-12 for Max on the day. Did you um, talk to him after the race or anything, get any info or what? I went by there, yeah. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, I went by there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we had Billy Grotto okay. from Twisted Tea on at the show, and I feel like I'm gelling with that team and, you know, yep. really looking forward to, to doing more maybe with them or the team or, you know what I mean? Like, really, I like Heart Raft. Heart Raft's a good dude, even even though it looks like you switched to Mitch's team. Um, he's a good dude. Briefly, yes. Yeah, briefly. Brief, briefly. No, listen, so Max's chick, I said this on this pod a couple weeks ago, and, and it was also a subject of my Race Tech rant on my Pulp show. I said that his wife – Find out it's his wife, not a girlfriend. Uh, his wife put on there something about a POS bike, and it's costing my husband. His, 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 he's going to, you know, uh, endangering his life or something. You guys saw it. Um, so I went off on it as a guy that's been on a team for a long time. I went off on that. I said, you can't do that. No matter how frustrated you are, you can't say that stuff. You can't put it out there in public. And, um, you know, hopefully that the team would say something and whatever. And, and uh, the Max and his wife didn't like that. Max, uh... I went by the truck. Max says, uh, get out of here. And I thought he was kind of kidding. He's got that nice Harry Potter accent, so it's hard to take, you know, that anger seriously. But then he was like, get out of here. Get out of here. Get, get out of here. Get out. You talk shit. You talk shit. You get out of here. And I'm like, oh, boy. And remember, we had uh, Tony Alessi a few years back at Washougal also. It, was, yeah. it wasn't far from that spot either. <laughs> <laughs> it was like an Indian burial ground there. Uh, and so, yeah, I just said to Max, I'm like, okay, like I'm out of your tent. Like I'm out of your tent. I'm on the, 
I was underneath and now I'm out. And then he, I just said, man, I just, I don't think that she should say that, you know? And then he went in the truck and I was like, okay, well, I'll talk to Brandon Hartraft because, you know, talked to him about his PC rod. And uh, <laughs> then she came out and she let me have it too. And I'm just like, but y- you can't say that. I said, you may not know what I'd done in the sport, but I said, I worked on teams for a long time. And I know these guys are busting their asses and you can't say that. She said, well, I said it from my heart. And, you know, then I deleted it and I'm like, okay, but that's fine. But you can't say that. I said, these guys don't put on social when Max falls over, you know, ah, Hey, you know, Max sucked today, fell over, screw him or whatever like that. It's a team effort, man. You're in it good and bad. And I, so anyways, not, not a good scene over there. And it looked like it would even get physical for a moment. <laughs> so with a member of the HEP wow. team. Yeah. Wow. I was going to get physical with you and a, and a HEP member. Yes. Yes. Oh, wow. It and, was that level. Yes. And I was just like, I mean, I told the guy, I'm like, are we going to fight now or what are we going to do? And then he was like, you need to get out of here. And then I was like, listen, I'm on the, the, the grass side here. So you, you can't do anything. I'm not underneath your truck. And that's how it kind of went, right? So, I mean, look, they're not happy with me. I'll, maybe we'll reach out and maybe they'll talk. Uh, you know, I guess that's the end of my Max Anstey interviews. I don't care. I stand by it. Like, you can't do that. That's, that's complete horseshit. And if I was running a team, I would let them know that. Uh, I'm surprised they weren't mad at Max. They're mad at you. No, no, no. Only one guy on the HEP team. Dustin Pipes, okay. the owner, uh, was perfectly fine with me. He okay. said, I understand you said that. I get it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, only one member over there. Um, and, and then they said, I can never come around ever again. And then Dustin Pipe said, you can come back around. So now I'm really confused. <laughs> so, yeah, confrontation. I had and, no idea uh, this went on. I mean, how similar the escalated whatever emotions, where did it compare to Genova and Tony oh, oh, all those it's, years it's, ago? It's is that a 10? Are you putting that at a 10? That's a 10. Oh, that's an 800. Oh, that's an eight hundred. This this is uh, this Kessler is agrees. This was four hundred. This was four hundred. Yeah, okay, so this is half as. Bad yeah, as bad. yeah, yeah. That was yeah. The, the 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 laser gate was intense, right? Yeah. Uh, but this one, I witnessed that one. But only the only reason I witnessed that one was because I happened to be at the Cowie truck, and and Zillapoto obviously was racing that day, and he was demanding that we all go. Over. Like he knew he couldn't go over there and witness it, so he wanted as many people to see it to report back to him <laughs> as possible. He's like, "You got to go over there, dude. You're in Mathis's face." You gotta go over there and tell me what's going on. So I didn't have a tip. No one tipped me off yeah. this time. Well, and then uh, Anderson uh, on Twitter replied to RacerX Twitter, and, and which is you for the day, yes. Yeah, which was me you, running yes. it about Justin Cooper mm-hmm. throwing away that money with the crash, and then uh, uh, somebody said you just responded to Mathis, uh, and then he said I responded to the Twitter, and then they said, well, Mathis runs the Twitter, which of course, like, how is he supposed to know? Like, it's it's the stupidest thing ever to say, like, hey, you responded to Mathis. It's, whoever tweeted that was dumb, right? Uh, and then uh, Anderson, well, that was great. No, no, I'm just saying the guy telling him like you're responding to Mathis, like yeah, it's great. Oh, okay. So then uh, the guy says Mathis is tweeting for Racer X. Anderson said they should hire a new guy, and I'm like, oh, okay. So then I said he would reply with something about how Husky is also hiring a new guy next year, but he's currently blocked by you. And Anderson, to his credit, retweeted that. So, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. God. I uh, I agree with Anderson. The Racer X probably should hire a new guy. Oh wow. Okay. All right. Moving I, I on. I can't disagree. Right. Um, but, uh, so then, of course, yeah. of course, the, the the best part of the, I believe Max and his wife said this. I think she said it for sure. I don't know if Max said it. 
So forgive me if he didn't. But they both, I believe, said, all you do is talk shit on us, meaning Max, <laughs> which is what Wygant uses as That's his go- theme, though. As Unless his- you're Amart or Phil. That's a theme. <laughs> or Timmy. Uh, Timmy, yes. uh, uh, which is the, the the word all you do is talk shit is what Wygant uses as the <laughs> joke line. <laughs> yes, it is. That really struck you. That really hit yes, you. Yes, I love like, that. I love that because that, that is, well, I think we were joking about the cost of your new house this week on uh, one of our text threads, and you were like, "I gotta admit, the shit talking internet does work." Yeah, right. Exactly. It does work. Right. 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 <laughs> um, it's, and, it's all it's, it's all, all coming around. Down. I know. And, and I was just laughing. Like Jerry Springer. And I said to him, I said, I said no. Like I have not. I said to her specifically. I remember that saying. I wrote plenty of good things about Max this year. I guess you just don't read very well or something. And that didn't help oh either. I bet that yeah, 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 yeah. So, oh, oh boy. Oh, oh. Good times. Uh, I I think I think when they signed him last year, I think we'd have to check the tapes. I think you were saying you didn't think that was a good move. I did. So, I did not. Yes, I did not. But but so here's the thing: yep. saying a guy has been solid and making all the mains in Supercross, the, that word doesn't filter back to people. Saying I heard this dude said you shouldn't have been signed. That does. So yeah, that's yeah how of this course, of course, absolutely. Yes. The guys never remember anything of of the good stuff, right? They never do that. And and, and but yeah, but the smart ones know how the media works. When you're good, they talk about it. When you're bad, they talk about it. And that's what I feel like I do. But, you know, I purposely went over there because, again, talking about going to the races and talking about moto media nowadays, some, some moto media, I purposely went over there because I knew that I had said this about Max's, uh, Max's wife's social. So I'm like, I'm going to go over there. And if I just see Hot Raft or whatever, like, you know, I'm not going to go find Max, but I will go over there and, and talk to whoever's there. And Max was there. And he didn't want to talk. But that's part of the game. When you when you say something bad, you 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 know you're at the races. You 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 you're there for these riders and the teams and whatever to 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 put your face on and be like, yeah, man, I said it. So, all right. Well, congrats. Oh. I'm yep. sure there will be even more discussion on your pulp show tomorrow night. So we don't need to go any further. But it I was the tell best you one thing I heard all day. Honestly, oh. it was the best thing I heard all day. <laughs> <laughs> Steve getting screamed out by a rider and his wife is is great. I mean, it anybody is. coming at Steve. Well, oh, really oh your, your time is coming here. Just give us about 20 minutes. Well, I, I, I only like it to a point because in full disclosure, <laughs> if I had been at the race, well, I'd left. I'd, I had went to MotoGP um, right after the race. I left to fly to Laguna Seca. But if I had been there when the whole thing was going down with Moto Concepts and Steve, I probably would have gotten a fight. I, I, I'm almost positive. Um, there's only defending, a point. defending only, your guy or, or, yeah, I, can or so Genova's I, I can only take so much. Like I'm wow. fine with arguing with Steve, but if somebody's going to go at Steve, then I'm immediately flipping. Well, and now I'm on Steve's wow. side and we're going to, we're going to have it uh, out. I saw Tony earlier and he was like, Hey, I was thinking about you this week or something. I going to call you. And I'm like, okay, well, what is it? And he's like, I don't know. I don't remember what it was. And I'm like, well, let me know or whatever. You know, I'm good to see you in Genova. Mike was over there too. And, and then, uh, and then I said, Oh, Hey, it was right over there. Not that long ago. We got into it or something, and he goes, <laughs> he goes, that was a bad day. <laughs> I go, yes, it was, and I just get. It's walking. one of those things where it's like, yeah, yeah I, I think Steve can be an idiot, but that he's he's our idiot, right? You don't you don't get to yell at him. It's just, I, it's, I, it's I, I mean, wow. I will, I will, I will fight to the death on the fact that she should not have put that on social media. Like that is non-negotiable. That's uh, you know, not not something you should ever do for a team that's paying yeah. you money. Uh, that's that's, well, that's I, unacceptable. I, it, 
Yeah, it's funny. I, I'm like putting myself in if I'm standing there and I'm probably dying laughing when yes. she's yelling at you. But then whenever one of the team members wants to then take yeah. it to a different level, then, yeah. then I immediately flip to the other side. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, 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 that's where I'm like, that's where I'm at. I'm like, really? Really, guy? Really? This is where we're going? So, um, all right. This is your deal with the entities, not mine. So you, you take care of it any way you want. But I will say this in your defense. In any other sport, if a if an NBA player's wife, for example, says something on social media about the coach or the team and deletes it immediately, oh, no, 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 no. It ain't getting deleted. No. It is going to be front page headline news. It's going to be discussed on every sports argument show the next day. That is how it works. If an athlete's wife says something about the team, they are going ham on it absolutely it's just how it works absolutely fair or not fair i don't even know if that is fair but it is just it is how it works she said yeah. you devoted I, a whole five minutes to it i'm like five minutes out of a five-hour show wow you know i mean god it's not I, like i yeah. struggle with that stuff like i don't think that there's anything that can be gained from it when family members take it to social to air out that stuff i just oh, don't think and it doesn't it could be anybody it can be an uncle it could be a wife it could be a dad a mom it could be anybody I just Absolutely. don't think that should – I don't think that there's anything positive is going to come from that. And, again, the team doesn't bag on Max when he falls over in a turn. Like, it's a, you're all there as an effort, right? And, and shit goes sideways on teams. I've been there. I know this. And, uh, you know, you're all in it together. And if there's problems, keep them in the house, right? I've been on some really shitty teams, really shitty. And <laughs> in the moment, I don't think I ever was ruining them. Right. Like, I don't think I was. Yeah. Uh, all right, so Dean Wilson, 12th. I watched Dino's vlog. Wait, I want to oh, tell you one thing oh, about Anstey that's oh. unrelated to this. Okay. Because we're actually still cool. We even do our Racer X best post-race show ever together. You guys will really enjoy this. Steve, maybe you more than anyone. His riding was better. He felt that it was one of the better races of the year. Why? They got AJGR part. AJGR part. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, the season started seven <laughs> months ago. <laughs> what? Why? Why did you just get this part now? And please tell um, me it was nothing off Phil's bike. I was well, going to say, I would, said Nicoletti on yeah, it. Yeah. Or Stroop? Is it still Stroop? Yeah. Mm. Pastrana. TP199. Stroop parts on his bike? Oh, right. TP. I just knew you would enjoy RM Army, everybody. Yeah, yeah RM Army. AJGR part at the. Uh, wait, we had. 19th round. Supercrosses? 19th round, yeah. Okay. All right. Here yep. we go. Okay. Um, uh, Dino 12th. I watched Dino's vlog. It was very entertaining. Uh, good job, Dino. Um, uh, Hot Raft 13 for Brandon. Uh, Bogle 14. Shock 15. Ben LeMay. Ryan Sipes uh, qualified well. Rode really well in the first moto. Good job, Sipes. Um, came from way back in the second moto to finish one spot out of double points in Pulp Mix Fantasy. And that hurts. Yeah, I felt the same pain fantasy-wise there, but it still blows my mind. The impressive thing about Sipes is supposed to be that he's a motocross, supercross guy doing the other things. But to me, what impresses me more is how good he is when he randomly shows up at a supercross and motocross. He's like, the guys he beats, it doesn't make any sense to me. They should, they should not be getting beat by him. I mean, he shows up at no prep. He hadn't raced a national in three years. And you're like, yeah, the only guys that beat him are like really good guys. And that's what happens in supercross, too. That really impresses me. All right. Um, Carson Brown on a two-stroke, 18th in the first moto. Didn't show up for the second moto. I guess he hurt his shoulder. So, uh, Two-stroke It was warrior. good that he made it in, though. I mean, that's impressive. And yeah. he got points. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Uh, Shout-out to um, Leighton Smale, Lance's kid. Yeah, Lance, Lance a good dude. Nice. Uh, Leighton, 26th. Leighton Smale. 
Um, that'd be really cool to to um, to to see your kid, you know, qualify in front of his fa- family and friends at the same track that you know you had success at. Um, Connor Olson, Weege. Oh, I mean, it looked great. Yep. Kit was solid mm-hmm. um, and uh, rode well. And uh, I'm looking forward to the high yield return on the uh, investment I was able to make. Thanks to uh, Connor Olson. <laughs> yep. uh, A-Ray, uh, not a good day for A-Ray. Um, threw his boots away, though. I met a kid at the end of the day who got his boots. So uh, I don't know what went on with Freddie Norn. Does anybody know what happened to Fred's day? No, I just see DNS, DNF. He, 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 got the, he started the second moto, I assume, for, for purse money. And then just rode right. around and pulled off. So I don't know. Um, I was very happy to dodge that bullet though for Pulp MX Fantasy because he was on my team all week yep. leading up to it, mm-hmm. or my virtual team anyway. And I pulled him at the last minute. Uh, and yeah, it worked yeah. out for once because he rode really well at Millville. So I'm like, ah, he's he's good. He's usually good at Washougal. He rode well Thursday night at Thursday night motocross. Like this, this all works. Yes. And then nope, DNF, DNF. Yeah, it's a good track for him, generally speaking. Yeah. Yeah. You're a darn bait and switch, man. I put Freddie on my team for Millville because you said to pick him in your staging area column at racerxonline.com. And he and you it. didn't even He did. I scored a lot of points, but I take it by faith that when you say you're going to do something, that you're well, not going to renege I mean, on he, him at the last he, second. He was on my team in and out all day Saturday. I just at the last second, I thought that Cody Shock had more upside. And then yep. Cody Shock uh, derailed chains and broke chains all day long. <laughs> so it wasn't like I thought I'd backed off i just thought shock would do a little better because they were like the same handicap well i thank you because it did score me a lot more points yeah he killed it, way it I mean, I he did I yes. myself. Yeah. but at the same time now i know you can't be trusted but the advice was good <laughs> now i know you can't like be I, trusted I, I pump fake i didn't pump fake the advice it, the advice paid off <laughs> uh all right that's the 450 class for um washugal and uh two-week break now for loretta's of course and uh and the and olympics and everything else kind of worked out Thanks to the folks at Fly Racing uh, for coming on board. Their 2022 line continues to push the boundaries of innovation and style. The all-new Formula CP helmet offers Rion Tech at an eye-popping price. Improvements extend to the Evo and Kinetic lines of gear uh, that follow last year's big changes to the light line with the market-leading Formula helmet. Revolutionizing brain protection and Zone Pro Goggle making its podium debut this year. Things have never looked brighter with Fly Racing. Check out the new line, flyracing.com. Oh, Weege, who... uh, who got that podium? Who got that podium, Weege? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> JB10, still relevant. Still I just relevant. want people to know, and I should we should include you on this group text, JT. It's me and Weege and Brayton on a group text. Uh-huh. And, and, and I just want people to know that it's not an act. Like, he heart emojis every text from Brayton, no matter what Brayton says. He, he just, they capitalize, <laughs> they both capitalize we- uh, yeah, we, in every te- yep, yep. in every text conference, I mean, I just want people to know this. This is this is not for show. This is this is for real. Everything Brayton says, and Brayton's like, I'm getting a sandwich. Uh, we each puts a heart emoji to that. Yeah, to that comment. So, and and uh, Brayton always throws in. Steve always doubts us. Weej. Yes, we will prove him wrong yes, again. Yes, exactly. Somehow, Steve I've, somehow, us. I've turned into JT with Amar. Like I've turned into no, the enemy. This is I, I love that someone else does this to you. Because yeah, you do this to me with everything. No, 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 no. You no, think no, that I do not. No, I, I do these not. These takes and you just throw them at me. No, and I, I have nothing to do with it. Not so true. I love that Brayden is doing that to you. Not true, true. But this is. But it this is. This is. This is. You with Amart is me with Brayton. Now I have Amart become. Amart was on my fantasy team this weekend, so you can suck on that all. Well, all that long. that doesn't matter. That doesn't mean anything. Your fantasy, t- you you will pick Satan himself if it could get you double points. 
I would not. Yeah, yes, you would. Yes, you would. If you no, thought, you would, JT. You if you would. thought he you would, would. Be, he's a good play at a certain track with like uh, Devil's Drop and stuff, you would pick. Really, him. he rides the, the deep south tracks very yes, well. Yes, he does. Yes. <laughs> um, so anyway, so I just want people to know. Hotter the better. Brayton made the podium with uh, with Zone Pro Goggle and. Uh, and that's with the Fly Racing guys. Uh, so thank you. Right to off the bat, too, at Houston, just crushing it. We yep. almost had the points lead at one point. Okay, everybody. Uh, thanks to the folks at Motorsport.com, of course. Uh, anything over seventy nine dollars is free shipping. OEM and aftermarket parts. Motorsport.com, official sponsor of Phil Nicoletti's return to the AMA Nationals. How's that going? It's been solid. <laughs> it's been great. Uh, uh, How about Phil's bike being levitated over the Port of Johns? Yeah, I thought Port that was, a, that was a, a great photo. Great photo. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. There's a there's a row of restrooms <laughs> set up. What's that pits. smell? Oh, that's just Phil's bike. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't. There was like three Port of Johns set up. And if you look above that, there was Phil's bike on top of the yeah. lift of the club events, just <laughs> levitating right over the top. Phil's shitty season, right there, <laughs> all encapsulated. Uh, so thanks to the folks at Motorsport uh, for coming on this podcast. And, again, thanks to the folks at uh, Cobalinks, of course. Uh, Morgan Berger. Cobalink rider Morgan Berger uh, making the motos. Mo. What? Mo, as we affectionately call him Mo. Uh-oh. Oh, I, I did not know this. Okay. Making a, making a comeback. Yep. Uh, Based in Boise, Idaho, they made the Suzuki the DR350 seat height a little shorter back in the day. And today they make lowering suspension links for everything from a to Yamaha used by trail riders, motocross racers, and adventure tours. Like the first link, each one is still CNC and Idaho for riders of all ages, heights, and abilities. Increase your plushness, improve your cornering, gain confidence by having a lower center of gravity. Cobalinks.com, 15% off any link and free U.S. shipping by using the code PULPMX. Cobalinks.com, built in Boise, ridden and raced everywhere. And thank you to uh, Renthal and um, uh, Maxis as well. Uh, also, Arma, I just got some new uh, Hydrate in. I got some Blitzes back in stock. So blitz up with Arma. Uh, Pulpamex20 is the code to say with Arma.com. Uh, AC uh, is using Arma. Wait, no, he's hurt. Uh, McAdoo uses it. Oh, he's out too. A-Ray uses it. Uh, no, he's doing shitty. Uh, McGrath uses it. Um, okay, so I got somebody. McGrath using Arma. Uh, it's not due to Arma, everybody. I'm just making a joke. But uh, use Arma and uh, get hydration stuff. Get some uh, caffeine stimulant as well. Arma.com and Weege uh, on Maps. Yeah, on X-Maps, uh, summertime, good time to use it. 500-plus thousand miles of trails map. You can download them so you can use them if your phone doesn't have service, which you cannot do with some of the map programs that you usually use. They, you can mark down waypoints so you know the people can leave notes, essentially, on these trails. You can use it if you're a Jeep guy, a side-by-side guy, a dirt bike guy, a mountain bike guy, even an e-mountain bike guy where you probably cover more miles and really need it. That's great. So nowhere to go. It's the number one off-road GPS app. So go to onxmaps.com or onxoffroad in the App Store. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or, yeah. Thanks. Uh, McGrath uses Onx Maps, people. That's all you need to know. Um, all right. Uh, Justin Cooper's Washougal. Uh, wow. He went from um, – okay, so he put two points on the jet, which is good. But he lost um, – let me do the quick math here. He was 22. I, I think it was going to be 13. 13, yes. It was going to be 13, yeah. yeah. So yep. just like that – I. I attached you guys on social. A fan got his crash. Did you see it on yeah, Instagram? Yeah. Justin, yeah. Justin Cooper posted it. Oh, he did? Okay, yeah. Yes. So oh, it was yeah. a good one. Like, good, yeah, a yeah. good one. Yeah. Uh, the camera, Weege missed it, of course, um, so it wasn't on the TV <laughs> broadcast. But too busy focusing on HeartRaf's PC issues. Um, but, yeah, dude, bummer. So if you're Cooper, if you're Cooper, JT, are you 
are you mad about the lost points or are you like, listen, I still gained two, but I threw away an overall? Yeah, I think both. Yeah. I think both. Um, you obviously realize you gave, you know, lost an opportunity there, but I don't blame them for trying to go for the win. Like he was closing on J Mart. He put in one of his best laps right there. Uh, the lap before that. So, you know, if, if he was feeling comfortable, you know, and he wanted to try to get the moto win when you, you kind of have jet Lawrence on his heels a little bit. I'm, I don't blame him for that. Like he's not a guy that takes huge risks. So, yeah. you know, I don't, I think that was just an outlier. Like it's just a freak deal that happened in a really weird spot to crash. So I don't think you really change anything about it. It's just unfortunate where you could have really put a dent into this, this, uh, you know, the point situation, you still gained, but it, it could look a lot different than it does right now. Weege, I thought he was, you know, um, obviously, look, his press conference after the race, and, you know, it's it's not always a sign of how things are going, but I thought he was fine with it in the press conference. Well, that's understandable because, you know, at the same time, he took the points lead last week and didn't seem happy. And he's been saying for a year or two now, like, he knows he's consistent. He knows he's fast in qualifying. He wants to be a guy that wins races, that gets one ones. So he, this might have been as well. I think you even asked him as well as he's ever ridden. Didn't you ask him that? That, that first moto, moto, that first moto yeah. was was great. Yeah, right. So if if you're gonna sulk over going two three at the last race and be like, yeah, I took the points lead. I'm not happy. Yeah, I want an overall this year going two two. That's not what I want. Yeah. I want one ones. And you were fast enough to almost pull it off. Then you should be happy. So yeah, yeah good good for him. He's trying to break that mold. And you could tell he was, like, really, really trying. Yep. Like, I want a 1-1 bad and yeah. screw the points. Good for yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, and he still put two on on the jet. You know what I mean? So, um, the jet. Well, I got lucky. I mean, he, he, he could have scored none in that moto yeah. with that crash. Uh, the jet, but, average start, 8.4. Yeah. Justin Cooper, 3.1. Yeah, man. I got to say, the second moto at least was something. The second moto start second, wasn't yeah. atrocious. Yep. And, and, yeah. and he worked up, and he yeah he he sort of salvaged a bad day, but uh, generational. But if you're jet, if yeah. you're gonna if you're jet here, JT jet spending the next three weeks now saying, "Hey, my second motor start, I was fine. I got it fixed." Right? That's what you tell yourself, right? Sure, Just, but I would be more worried about the pace. Uh, I haven't seen. Oh, okay. I haven't seen uh, anything in the motos in the last while uh, that would be very reassuring uh, and i'm going back to southwick he wasn't all that fast at southwick he wasn't all that fast at spring creek in the motos and he wasn't all that fast at washougal in the motos so there's nothing wrong with that but i think if you are if your ultimate goal and it's pass fail for being the champion or not being the champion then there's there's reason to be concerned in my opinion because uh, i think right now i would put him the third fastest rider maybe fourth rj would be arguable there too uh, Daniel Blair's on line three. He would like to. That's speak, fine. Speak, that's speak, fine. I don't think that that's that's a slam on him. I just think that's reality at the moment. That that's just where it is. I don't think that's where it was early in the season. That's not what the situation was, but that's what it is right this second. Six hole shots. Right, two for, things. Oh, sorry. Yep. Uh, two things on this topic. Here's the thing. I only see, as we've discussed many times, what we see on camera. So when you start 12th, I don't even see the guy. And I can look at lap times during the race. But you two have been at the last couple of these races. You're seeing the whole field. So are you not seeing Jet like moving up, like slowly, the, slowly, slowly? Yes, yes. Right, yeah. but not with the this is the best dude in the class urgency right. or yes, whatever. Yes, that's that's the thing. If you want to be champ, like you got to make quick moves at the beginning, man. Yeah. You can't get stuck behind guys that you are significantly better than, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. You've got to go. 
Like you can't be sitting in eighth place at halfway. You just can't be doing that. Hey, maybe look, it's a, it's, it's a. He did the whole season this year. You know, it's his first time. Now it's late in the Nationals. Maybe he's just missing some. You know, getting a little no, bit he tired. He all last year too. Well, not this track. But no, no, I meant, I meant uh, Supercross. He missed Supercross. His third season. Yeah, but he this missed is his he third missed, season of racing. Outdoors. He missed Supercross. You know, what I mean? know. So, yeah. But I'm just saying, like. When you're in your third year of racing a series, and I know there was only a couple the first time, but he raced outdoors last year, and he's, I don't think that he would be thrilled about how the last couple of races are going. I think he thinks he should be doing much better than that. Oh, he surely does. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, I, I wonder now, you know, he was so good at the first race. So good. Um, are we looking at a little bit of the imbalance of Justin Cooper was in a Supercross title fight, Jet was not, that gave Jed an edge in focusing on outdoors for a few weeks, and now it's evened out a bit because of that. Cooper's getting better. Cooper's clearly getting better. I personally – well, yeah, okay, I don't, I'm not going to argue that, but I personally think it's more if you continue to put yourself in negative situations – and when I when I'm say negative, I mean plus or negative, right? A plus situation means a top three start where mm-hmm. your odds of doing well go up exponentially, or you yeah. put yourself in a negative situation situation percentage wise where you're starting 10th or worse that's going to have an effect over the course of the season it's going to slowly catch up unless you're able to just blitz through the field like if you can just you know erase that deficit in the first lap or two no problem but he's not able to do that lately and to me that's the biggest problem is if you're going to start you're going to get a bad start you better make quick moves because if you don't you're going to look up on the third lap and you're going to be 10th and that's a big problem yeah yeah jmar takes the win we i think i asked you guys last week on the podcast out of the last six races how many does he win and we said three i think did we all say three i think we said I three uh, i think i said maybe one more so i'm already in trouble now Yeah, you're already in, trouble. in trouble yeah so jmar's got five moto wins the next guy's got three and yeah man i mean these are all coming up you know i mean i guess they're all good tracks for jmar right uh, but he said Washugo's never been his his favorite. But uh, so I didn't think he would win Washugo. Yeah, um, and, and truthfully, he got a little bit of a break for sure. But um, well, he no way. What do you mean? He he was winning that second moto. Yeah, but Justin he had the overall. the overall. Justin yeah. had the overall. Oh, okay. I'm yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, you know what I mean? So uh, oh, because RJ got second in the first moto. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Fly racing zone. So, anyways, <laughs> J- if J Mart wins like the majority of these races going out in the motos, um, I mean, I guess that's. That's a statement, huh, Weege? It's a statement. Like, hey, you guys, you guys got lucky. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because, because again, going back to this Jet conversation, like, you know, at the first round, I mean, Jet did get a bad start in the first moto of the year and still almost won it. And then he, he yarded everybody in moto two. So, but that limited amount of data, you're like, I don't know, maybe Jet's just the best guy, even if J-Mart was here. But <laughs> J-Mart will have a very solid case if this keeps up. Yeah. That yep. he'd be like... Y'all got lucky that I missed two races with injury, or else this would have been mine and, easy. And the whole thing for me too, I was like, just go get fixed, man. Like, just go get like you know, go get fixed. Don't ride around hurt. I didn't realize he'd be able to still win. You know, what yeah. I, mean? I was thinking yeah. he was going to settle for fourths and fifths and whatever. But yeah, I mean, you know, he's got to get a surgery at the end of the year. Uh, he said that on the Pulp Show, and I heard that from other people too, that may or may not be related to him. He has to get a surgery uh, at the end of the year. So um, yeah, well, we'll see what happens, but. He had an interesting take. I talked to him a bit at Millville about that, and his take is, you know, he's like, yeah, I could do what everybody else does, which is just get it fixed, and I'll be back ready for next year. And he's like, I've seen too many times. Like, look at Supercross this year. He made it through the first turn, and his series is ruined. Yeah. He's like, the idea that I'll get everything 
good and then next year will be fine. He's like, you cannot count on that. So if there's a race you can go in, just race. He's always got the, who knows about next yeah, year. Yeah, he's who always knows? got that dealership to back him up if things oh, go south. Gosh. So you know, gosh. <laughs> uh, Pierce Brown, I hate to give Will Hahn credit. I really hate to give Will Hahn credit, but he has been working with Pierce, and Pierce has been better. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yes. You know, screw Will yep. Hahn, but Pierce Brown's outdoor results have been better. Uh, Moseman was good. Pierce was good. Good job for the Troy Lee guys in the Gas Gas. Hunter Lawrence, just man, that second moto. That was weird, man. He just couldn't couldn't move forward, you know. Just just didn't have it. Um, both he did fall at one point. Oh, he did. Um, that was first moto, right? I thought it was the second moto. Maybe it was, uh, I thought he fell in the first moto. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. Both not sure. both Lawrence brothers were talking before Weezy before you got there about um, uh, how uh, they didn't know where they were going early on, and Jet launched the downhill uh, in practice and forgot about the turn at the bottom. Uh, he launched Weezy. the 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 jump at the top of the uphill, you know. Yeah, so. Weege and I were talking about this uh, in the morning, and I thought it was a, a pretty significant thing uh, that this was one of the only tracks Jet hadn't really ridden yet. It's yeah. it's really challenging to be on the pace of guys that have ridden this track a, a bunch of times with the amount of practice or the lack of the amount of practice, I should say, that these guys get. It's it's a big challenge because I think in the first moto, these guys are still sorting it out. Like they're still like. Oh wait, there's a line there, and oh, I could go if I go inside here. It's a little faster because you just don't get that opportunity to do that in time qualifying. Like you have to put down fast laps really quickly. Like there isn't a lot of learning the track. You don't get that option. Um, good job for the Troy Lee guys. Hunter Lawrence seventh. Dylan Schwartz eighth. RM Army. Good second moto oh. for Schwartz. Yeah, Man. that was good. Is he going to get picked he, up by somebody? I hate to be that he, guy. He deserves. He deserves. And I hate to say this, but uh, that, that's I don't said that. Yeah, I, he deserves to be on a factory bike and see what he can do. I just don't think that Suzuki but, is okay. on par with th- like a, a pro circuit Cali or a factory Honda. Or I whatever. think you're right, but his Supercross didn't go well. It did not. So, did not. if you're a manager, but, are you like, can this kid ride Supercross? Well, I think it's worth a shot. Um, I think he's proven that he can ride at least and you could always chalk it up to maybe that bike wasn't very good at supercross either because i would challenge you to find me a suzuki that did well in supercross uh stroop <laughs> okay 2009 yes. stroop was killing it <laughs> um and, and stay as the parts <laughs> uh but schwartz is in shape too man the guy charges hard uh good job for dylan schwartz and the team i was i was kind of wondering if that bike being a little down on power maybe was the difference because that track doesn't really reward torque and horsepower. You know, it, it's really more about getting the power to the ground and, and reducing wheel spin. So maybe he was the the edge that he's been facing. It was negated a little bit. We need to find more out. We need to do some digging, Weege, um, because like I didn't think Troll Train's bike looked slow at all. I thought it looked fine. It wasn't the fastest bike in the class, but I thought the JGR Troll Train bike was pretty good. The RMZ got revamped there one of the years that he was there. And I would be surprised if they if Dylan didn't have that same engine package. Because you no, know, I don't think so. I think it's I think it's twisted twisted development, isn't it? Oh yeah, I guess it is. It is twisted. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. So I've I've talked to like LB there, Larry Brooks, the team manager. Yes, the, the Larry Brooks is the team manager for that. I know. Team. Isn't that kind of weird that Brooks is around and he's just sort of quiet? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You just see guys setting up a tent on Friday afternoon, and it's Larry Brooks for the Bar X Suzuki 250 yep. team. Yep. Um, anyway, uh, I just remember talking to him, you know, earlier in the year, and he's like, yeah, this is, you know, we're learning, we're developing. And I'm thinking, like, 
Well, JGR was saying the same things like four years ago. So you ended up starting from scratch again. But I guess, is that the difference, team? When we say it's not a factory team, I think we hear both Barx and Hep are not getting stuff from Japan. They're not getting works parts. So maybe it's just a totally different situation, I guess, and nothing carries over. Can they go to Bobby Reagan and go in Ricky's shed and grab all the works parts out of there? They'll still fit. <laughs> you know? So That's I don't right. Know. Um, hey, did, That's Fork, right. did Forkner fall in the second moto? He must have because he was behind RJ and then he was gone. And then he was 10th. Yeah. He must have. He must have. And it was, I was like, oh, this is going to be something maybe. Qualified well. with them. Qualified well. Yep. Yep. And he was hanging with those guys. He was right, right there with that group. All right. Yeah, bummer. Uh, Vol- he didn't get passed, though. He went back to 8th and then got passed for ninth, and then got passed for 10th. Oh, okay. Okay. He got ninth. Interesting. Um, yeah. But he, he well, when, uh, who went out? Somebody went out. Okay. Um, Cooper. No, yeah. no, no. Cooper finished ahead of him. No, yeah. somebody went out. What was it? Uh, March Banks? March Banks. Maybe March Banks fell. He got 15. March Banks fell. Yep. Yeah, he was, uh, he was ahead of him. Volin, 10th. Uh, Carson Mumford, JT. 11-11. Got yep. a whole shot. Let some laps. Really good. I mean, really good first, like, 10 minutes. Um, I, You know, I think he's still got a ways to go to stay up there, but okay. his pace at the beginning was super good. All right. Weege, Mumford? Yeah, I thought it was uh, great. Um, are we good on Mumford? Do we want to? Want to dive in in this little deeper? Now you guys tell me. You guys tell me. No, this is, is one of this is one of the things where Steve puts something on someone else, and I love when someone else is doing that to Steve because it needs to be done. Okay, okay. Did I tell Carson to tell me that he was thinking of JT while he was leading? Did, 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 did I did I put those words? I'm here to motivate people, bro. I did I put those words in Carson's mouth? No, he heard probably, what you had to say. Probably, honestly. Okay, probably. What? Yes. He heard what you said. He took it as a sign of you know disrespect, and he wanted to show you wrong. I, I don't. Listen, how is that my I'm fault? To, I'm not trying to. Well, it's it's because you play these things up. Like you tweet me in the the first lap of the moto. That's how it's your fault. I don't. Carson doesn't see that. That does nothing to do. With oh, okay. It. Okay. Yeah, it has no effect. Right. It has, it has no. It has no effect. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, I mean, do you feel like are you higher on his performance than you Listen, were? Listen, I Millville? was super impressed. I was super impressed. I would love for him to to stay there. I mean, that's obviously the next step is to stay up there. But yeah, I mean, that was that was a great improvement. It's awesome. Good for him. All right. Working with Davy Millsaps. Yep. Was he there? Was Millsaps there? He was, yeah. Oh, okay. I talked to him. Um, March Banks, 12th. Again, fall late. Schmoda, uh, pulling mechanics there, as we know, in <laughs> the first moto. Uh, and then well, he, was, he, I mean, he ate shit in the first yeah, turn. Yeah. And then he was passing guys, like getting lapped and then passing them back. And I don't really know the etiquette behind that, but I guess whatever. If they're holding you up, go buy them. But, uh, yeah. Well, I think it. I think there's something to it. I think it sets you up for the second moto, right? You need to find the pace. You yep. need to go see how the track is, yep. and obviously it paid off because the second moto you got what fifth. Uh yeah, yep. So uh, Derek Kelly was good again. Weege, another good job for Derek Kelly. Yeah, and I went with him on uh, fantasy as well. He's been really good. Uh, he was yep. really good. That yeah. was impressive. Yep. Nichols crashed late in moto two. Hurt his shoulder. I heard. Uh, I, I, he his shoulder was all like muddy. Yeah. So I don't know if that's what hurt, but I was yeah, talking so. to Joey Lancaster at the end of the day and he said they dropped some new dirt on it uh, from a pond over there somewhere. And they put some new dirt on Washugal and then he said, unfortunately, one of the spots where Nichols crashed, like it was kind of pushed up there and it turned into like a dirt clod 
you know? And, and he said Nichols, he, he, he was like looking at that spot going like, ah, like, you know, someone's going to hit that. And he said Nichols did it. So he thought it was maybe, you know, it wasn't something done on purpose, obviously, or anything like that. Just a cause of new dirt being dropped on the track. Uh, Jarrett Fry? Jarrett Fry, anyone? 1813? Okay. Okay, moving Schwartz on. Is doing good. Yep. yep. Schwartz is doing Schwartz good. Is doing good. Uh, where, do you, where do you think Fry ends up next year? Bar X. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, what, what are you going to do if you're Jarrett Fry when you're on the best bike in the class, acknowledged by everybody just about except for Mitch Payton, what are you going to do? So, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's hard to bounce back from that. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, what I don't get about Fry, this one doesn't make sense. Okay. He's worse than he was last year. Yeah, right. Yeah, the yeah. class is significantly tougher than it was last year, though. We, we need what? to make sure that's mentioned. It the end of last year, the class was completely depleted. Oh, I guess you're saying injury. I'm like, I don't yeah, Ferrandis yeah. left. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying like there was just people out. Oh, okay. People, yeah, it was just because when those guys came in, it was after Loretta's. So I see. Yeah. Troll Train? Gritty performance by Troll Train. Tough, tough second moto. I had him on a fantasy team. Uh, first moto was good. He was battle. He battled with Derek Kelly like the entire moto. And then I, I honestly, I'll, I'll be fair and say I, I thought he should be moving up more in the second moto, but at the same time, he can't be anywhere near 100% no. yet. No. Oh, his little troll arm, plated. Lucky to be out there. 15-19 uh, on the day for Troll Train. Um, all right. Anything else, TVD-wise? Anything else? Uh, Jaleek Swole crashed first turn, like JT said. Uh, I think he's fine, though. Kind of hit his head, but that's, yep. a, that's a blow what? for him, for sure. Yeah, it's rough. Yep. What's, the, uh, what's the points situation? What's the lead? Uh, it is uh, eight. Hey, oh, only eight. Okay. Yep. Shout out to Stank Dog on his home track for his fans. 20th. Stank. Yeah, got a point. Yep. Stank. Dude, Stank's like been around that area. A whole year, he's been like just a solid, just bet everything on him. Solid, consistent <laughs> guy. You're, That's you, stank. He, for reals, you're yeah, you're right. Absolutely. The results have been yeah. Yep. Let, let's look. Uh, uh, thirty, thirty-one, twenty-five, twenty-nine, thirty, twenty-four. Those are his results. Yeah. <laughs> he's been a twenty through thirty guy every single race. Solid, rock solid. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Uh, oh, by yep. the way, we didn't mention about RJ. Second overall, I think we skipped over him totally. But oh yeah, uh, slipperiest yep. track on the circuit. I got this tweet, and RJ doesn't doesn't call doesn't crash at all. Gets perfect traction all day, <laughs> which I thought that was pretty funny. But uh, he said he was riding with a wrist injury or a thumb injury. So yeah, he said he crashed in practice at Redbud, and yep. he thinks that's really the whole reason. But then he also said he was sick that day. That was the whole reason for these crashes. I don't know, but he was. I didn't really see any huge mistakes or saves or anything. No. He just seemed f- fine. Didn't need traction. He was fine. No. Yep. And uh, he did say, okay, he said he hadn't been asked or told anything about donations at all, but he said he would do it, right? Didn't he say that? Yeah. I think he did. Yep. All right, so we got Sexton and, and um, RJ. They want to do it. We each had uh, one of the jokes of the day when we were leaving. Uh, Caleb Russell's bike was just all by itself up by the truck. Oh. And we, <laughs> we just like, Roger just said, get that thing out of here. I don't want that in here anymore. <laughs> I'm getting heat from Austria. It was sitting out there, and they're like, "Are we? To, we're taking this truck, just truck straight to Unadilla, right?" And Rogers like, "No, bring it to California. We can't have drop that bike, bike off. <laughs> drop that bike off. Yep. So, 
Poor Caleb. Yeah, poor Caleb. Um, yeah. All right. Well, uh, anything else on the uh, Fly Racing Racer X uh, podcast? Uh, we're off for two weeks. Weege, you have your Hell Week coming up in Loretta's where you just announced for 10 days straight. Best week and worst week of the year. It's it's as awesome as it is grueling. I, I, I know to you it's 100% bad, but I'm telling you it's 100% bad and 100% good. It's all wrapped I, in I, I would go to Loretta's for a couple of days. I really would. I've heard you the, would love it. I, I heard the hotel situation is better than it used to be. Like there's there's a town close by with not with good hotels, and yeah, it's a it's a bro down time, right? So yeah, that's it. I, yeah, that's I, it. I would go for a couple of days. I, I really would, but it's hot. <laughs> it's really hot. Yeah. The last couple of years somehow haven't been bad, but I mean that's just odd. If you're, I mean, if it's going to get bad. It's going to be. If you're able, which you would be able to, if you're able to go into the announcers tower where there's air conditioning and chill, yeah, no big deal. You're good. Right. You'd be fine, Steve. You'd hang out in someone's truck or something. You know, they got fans on their tents in the pit. Like, it would be, if, yeah, if you went for two or three days and you just hung out with Mitch and Bruce from Cowie shows up and who, who knows what X, every single X Pro is still racing at the event. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, well Kiefer's normally there. Like, you would have had a great time. Evan Ferry's going to be there. Tim, Timmy's helping him get hole shots. Yep. Yep. I think that's really what we learned from this podcast is that Tim Ferry is still a massive influence in american motocross it's really what we learned sexton was working with Stu, or is still working with Stu, whatever it is we don't really know over a (laughs) year now but but regardless what i'm saying is tim ferry is the difference maker not Stu. the only crappy thing about tim ferry is that he can't remember anything about his racing career so it's really (laughs) tough to to get him on these things and talk about stuff like he'll never do you know so one of those lookbacks he'll just he just won't so. No, I didn't even know a race that he had won before. I'd love like to. That, yeah. I would love to get him on to tell a story about how he banned JT from his property for a year. He may remember <laughs> that one, but I don't know. I would love to hear uh, his Mount Rushmore. Oh gosh! Oh my God! Can you imagine? Uh, what? Gosh! What would it be? <laughs> what, what would it be? Uh, I, who knows? Ricky, he'd go Ricky because he, yeah, he, you know, he, he knows Ricky for sure. Ricky beat him down for, for a long time, but uh, other than that, where would you where would he go? He can come up with four guys. He can come up with four of them. Can I think he, he could. I think he could. Oh, that legendary time when you asked him to name two or ten two fifty East riders, yep. and he was struggling. Yeah, and then at the last minute, he pulled out the clutch move of Sewell Brothers. Yes. Sewell Brothers. Yep. Yeah, he got a two for. Yeah, unbelievable. He came through though. He, he did it. He it did it. So to, to his credit, he did it. Soul brothers. Just named 10 250 Supercross riders, and he could barely do it, and then he got the Sewell brothers, which were also <laughs> very is, random, right? Yeah. That, yes, that's on brand, too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's great. All right, everybody. Uh, all right, thanks, JT and Weege. Uh, that was the Washugo wrap-up. Thanks to the sponsors, and thank you guys for listening. Thanks, boys. See ya. <laughs> See ya. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil cylinders as a 
factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, like beating a dead horse, I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny Omar. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the years go.